to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and KC. Safeway presents Snoopy and Zach. Knows what Sean Payton and Greg Penner knows. I'm confused. I'm not sure. Explain. To explain, we go in the Wayback Machine to 2017. The decision. Paxson Lynch versus Trevor Simeon. The unstoppable force versus the immovable object. What a summer. I still have my t-shirt, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember, and I know you do too, because we've referenced it through the years here. Paxton Lynch was a first-round pick. First-round picks get a lot of leash. They went out to San Francisco for joint practices, and we had the conversation. Do you think uh, Paxton Lynch knows that his career in Denver could be riding on this weekend or, or, and riding on this quarterback competition? Because Paxton, everything was kind of like casual. Everything was kind of cash. And I'm like, do you think he he understands that this could be it? And, of course, the answer to that question was no. And totally different scenarios. Russell Wilson has had more success in his pinky than Paxton Lynch had in his entire uh, being. But I think the question is still sort of relevant here. Do you think Russell Wilson knows? Hmm. That it's all on the line this season with him in Denver. Wow. Um, you know, Paxton was a young football player, so you're just like, okay, I get it. Russell should know. You know, he's a veteran player. He should know what's how bad he was last year. And if it's not much better this year, then he won't be back for year three here. He should know that. But it's Russell. And... We come in here on Mondays and uh, during the off season, during the summers, like right after the season. Like, did he really just release that hype video? Like, is that really being put out there? Does he have a? Does he know what people are saying about him? Right? Does he? Is he have that awareness to know not to do this? Like, why is he doing this? So, there's a lot of things that I, I I've, that we've talked about with Russell where we thought like he should know better. Yeah. He should have a clue on that. Why didn't he? I, you know, so you look at this situation, and it's hard. It's hard for me to, to, to know. It, it, but he should. He should definitely know. I mean, because he's been around the game long enough. And if it's not much better, then you're not going to keep him for a, a third year. You're just not. So he, he definitely should know, but... Does he know? Does, ah. he, does he actually know? He signed a mega deal that hasn't even kicked in yet. Like, is there a false sense of security that, like, like I know I'm going to play better, not really worried about it, like, but that's not really the case here. Because I think we're under the impression that he's got one year to figure this out or the Broncos are going to do what the Broncos have to do if it doesn't get better. Well, I, yeah, no, I, I think... Um, 
I think you hit on it a little bit there. When you look at Russ, Russ is the type of guy that just, he believes he's going to play great this year. He is supremely confident in his ability to play at a high level. And even when things are going bad, it doesn't seem like he loses that confidence. So I don't know if Russ can envision him playing bad, playing bad again, and playing bad enough to where the Broncos have to move on. So he might be living in that world where I'm not even going there, guys. I won't let my mind go to possibly being cut at the end of the year because I'm not going to play bad football. Right. It's just not even a part of his consciousness. But it should be. Yeah, no, it should. Like, Absolutely. Like, you, feeling your mortality could be a good thing here in, in this specific situation. And I thought of this because I'm listening to Adam Schefter. Uh, I think this was uh, with Schlereth and Evans uh, yesterday morning talk about Russ knowing this to be true. I think he knows how important this season is to his career, his legacy, his future, uh, whether he'll continue playing in Denver. There's a lot on the line for him. I think he knows that. I think it's one of the central reasons that he was as happy as he was that the Broncos hired Sean Payton. And as I told you, he was ecstatic about that. That was the guy that he wanted. He needs to get back to playing like Russell Wilson. And I think that he believes that Sean Payton will give him a chance to do that. Okay. So, according to Schefter, he knows, uh, you know... I mean, he knows, obviously, when it, when you look at a his career and maybe his legacy, that he's got to play much better because if he plays like he did last year, now you'll be taking a lot of hits to, to those types of things. Does he really deep down know, though, that, you know what, or has he thought about the possibility of not being around the following year if he doesn't play good enough? I'm just not quite sure of that because of how he thinks. Right. There's no way to know for sure, but that's uh, that's that's reasonable. What you're bringing up, like it's it's reasonable given the context we know about Russell. Right. Exactly. Most people, you would say yes. I know I would be. I'd be like, oh man, I got to be much better this year. Right. If I'm, I'd, I'd, hey, stop, get get some boxes. Get some boxes. You know, you want to prepare for that, um, and because. I never like to be blindsided by anything. So I always like to prepare for, like, worst-case scenario type of situation. Sure. You know, that's what sure. you're just so – because I don't want to be caught off guard. Like, hey, we're cutting you. Like, wait, what? So I'm always on edge um, when it – or was always on edge when it came to stuff like that. Russ, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know if – I don't view him really that way because he's Mr. Positivity. He's Mr. just go to work every single day. And look, I'm going to be great. All of those things. So, I just don't. I mean, what do you think? Do you think he really? Do you think he knows that he is a one year trial run this year with Sean Payton? I don't think he knew it. And again, we're totally speculating. I don't think he was necessarily hyper aware of it two weeks ago. I think he is now. And the differentiating factor is Sean Payton's arrival, and the tone that Sean Payton has about talking about with, uh, talking about Russell Wilson, like he is not he like you thinking about the tone year over year with Hackett. Hackett was like, "It's Russell F and Wilson, y'all. Like, come on, y'all. Like, we're here to coach Russell Wilson." Sean Payton's like totally foreign to me. That guy's out. This guy's out. Our coaches are going to be here. Like, that's it. Need a running game for that guy. 
It's like, whoa. <laughs> running game for that guy. That's <laughs> like, Sean Payne, he doesn't give a you-know-what about reputation, legacy. He's com- coming in here to fix something, and if he thinks that you're unfixable after a year, you're not going to be around. And I think the tone has driven this point home to Russell in a way that it wasn't even two weeks ago. Yeah, and that's that. That's fair. I, I, w- I just think that Russ just doesn't go there. Like, me personally, I just don't think that he lets his mind go to playing bad football again. Like, when he talks to us about that stuff and having a mental coach and those types of things, like, he, he, puts, it in, he, he puts it into action, right? And I think he's ecstatic about Sean Payton. He believes 100% in his ability to bounce back after last year right. and have a great year. Right. Right, so he's not even going to, at the end of the year, if I play bad, what are you talking about? Like, that's not even in my, my thought process at all. Right. I'm going to have a great year. We're going to play great. We're going to win a lot of football games. And sometimes I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, like, you want to be a positive-thinking person and have a great optimistic outlook on things, but at the same you need to be real. Right. And, um but I, I just don't I don't I don't think that he 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 lets his mind go there. Well, we'll see ultimately. And we're gonna get to some of the Sean Payton audio here in a second, but I gotta share this with you. Russell Wilson last night tweeted a picture of himself, Joe Montana, and Sean Payton. Okay? And he 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 wrote on it, you know, date night with a football, okay? Whatever. But I'm looking at Russell. He looks like he has lost weight. That's exactly what I, I, I saw. It. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, that was the first thought in my mind. I'm like, man, he looks a little bit thinner. And um, I, didn't, I didn't say anything, and I was wondering if, if, if you were going to have the same takeaway. But he does look a little bit thinner. He really does. Yeah. In his face, he looks like he has lost 15 pounds. If you see it in his face like that. There we go. Um, I, I came away with the same takeaway. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll take a look when he uh, puts the pads on. You know, you can see a little bit more. But um, it's like, all right. I like that. I think that's a good sign. I think it's a great sign. I think it's a great sign. Like, like let we got we to gotta recenter ourselves and go back to what, what would be best in this situation for the Denver Broncos? What'd be best, it's not even close, is to Russell to be, even if it's 75% of what we thought we were getting, that is what's best for the Denver Broncos moving forward. That's right. So, okay. I think Russ has lost some weight. That would be... Um, maybe he's on like a meal plan. You get like the Hello Fresh to the house? Yeah, maybe so. Let but the chefs go on. That. Oh, you're going to give the chefs a vacation? A little vacation? No more desserts? No more desserts. He was thick, dude. Yeah. He was thick this past year. Thick, thick. Well, and it makes sense, though. It makes sense because what did he want to do? He wanted to play in the pocket. Wanted to play in the pocket, Zach. So you don't need to be, you know, a, a, a mobile quarterback like he used to be. Like, he could move still being thick, Russell. But, you know, it's you want to be able to take some hits, and you're going to function from in the pocket. So it doesn't matter you know, if you're 190 or 205, it doesn't really matter. Right. You can still move at 205. Right. And you can take some of that pounding. So the mindset um, 
has to flip also when it comes to, okay, and I think that might be a good thing. Like, hey, I'm not a in-the-pocket quarterback. Right. It's like I right. can do it, right? but I, I, I'm not going to make my living from just hanging in the pocket. That's not that's not where I'm comfortable. That's not where I'm at my best. So you have to have that conversation with yourself first and foremost. Sure. And, okay, well, how am I going to play great again? Well, i got to get back my, mo- my mobility. There it is. Mobility. Got to get that back. Yep. Right? Yep. And best way to do it, let me drop 10 or 15. So I, I think that's a, a good recognition from Russ on on viewing how things have to be for him to play at a high high level and, and, and be successful. No joke. I saw this picture this morning for the first time. I feel better already about the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson next year than I did yesterday morning. And and, and I and I'm being like real here based on this picture. He has significantly lost weight since the end of this season. So he's already in the lab. Um, we'll see if it translates to actually really good football on the field. Sean Payton is obviously going to be a huge part of that. He was out at the Super Bowl speaking with uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Jason Williams, and uh, Max there on the ESPN Morning Show and talked about the formula to fixing Russ. Uh, it, it, the, the number one thing, Keyshawn, you know this, the number one, two allies for good quarterback play are good defense and a good running game. Yes. That takes the pressure off, right? And so – if you don't have a good defense or if you don't have a good running game, the quarterback climbs up to the high dive, and then and, and he's got to be better. Any of these quarterbacks, I, you know, you, I, I don't care. I mean, look, this kid in, in Kansas City is fa- fantastic, but he starts getting that deep coverage umbrella. He, you know, he's going to have to utilize a running game, things to keep the defense off balance. And, and I felt like with Russell, that's certainly the case. If we looked at their Seattle formula, they played good defense. The running game wasn't always as good year to year, but they were committed to the running game with him. And then you got all the movement throws, you got all the different things he did. And so to, to your question, I think there were a lot of things that club didn't do well last year. And so look, does Russell catch the brunt of that? Sure. That's part of the deal. But um, but that's what, that's, that's what we're going to get corrected. Okay, I like it. Um, get back to... When he played great and when he was a really good quarterback, and that was, hey, running the football. And even when it's not running the football great, we're going to continue to run the football. And, you know, the movement game with Russell, getting him on the move, right? And and so that's, that's I mean, he's telling you, that's what we're going to see this year. I love it. We're going to see that approach offensively from this team. And, uh, I mean, that's not what Sean Payton really wants to do deep down. He wants to throw the football. Right. He wants Drew Brees. Right. He wants to throw it, you know, uh, 50 times a game. That's who he is at his core. Uh, but, you know, he, he he's a smart guy. And he knows that there's some limits to that with Russ. And he's he just not going to be able to win football games consistently. With Russ just hanging in the pocket and throwing the ball 50 times. So he's got a plan in place. Yep. What's I like. And it's different than what we saw last year. And it's going to be interesting to follow and see what this plan looks like. Can Russ get back to form? And will they stick with the plan? And and can get, get Russ playing back at a, you know, a, a decent level, a good level. I like it, though. Me, too. And and even if this was said last offseason, I think there's some stuff that, like, might offend Russ in that response. 
Seriously. It, but there, there's no more room for that. Sean Payton is literally saying, we are going to get back to what Russ was doing in Seattle, which was the situation he wanted out of. But now you don't have a choice. It's like, dude, your your professional livelihood is on the line. Like, like we talk about, like, does Russ know this could be the end in Denver? If this is the end in Denver because you poor, uh, play poorly again, what other organization is going to have Russell Wilson penciled in as their starting quarterback? You're not going to be anyone's plan moving forward at 36 years old after two bad seasons of football. So it's not just here in Denver. Like, his professional livelihood as an organizational plan is actually on the line in 2023. It is. No doubt about it. I mean, if you have two bad years in a row and you're getting now past your mid-30s, I mean, who's going to want to – who's going to say you're our guy going forward? Who's going to give you a nice big contract? That's not going to happen. Now, maybe you'll be in a competition. Sure. Um, do you want to be a backup quarterback? I mean, is that the transition you're going to go? I I don't think he's ready for that. So, no. uh, it's uh, it could be a situation to where this is um, this is it for Russ, really, this year. If could he doesn't it. figure it out, if he doesn't play well, you know, he's got to play well. Who 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 like who would make him their plan? No one, right? No one coming off a season where you threw 16 touchdowns. If, if anything even close to that happens again, here's my question. Here's my question. What do the Broncos do if they find ways to win games and Russell is still a below-average starting NFL quarterback? Say instead of 16 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, it's 20 touchdowns and 13 interceptions, and the Broncos improve by three games and you're 8-9. and nine. Say, Let's say they're even 9-8. and eight. Mm. Playing great defense, running the ball, and he's just kind of what is he looking like? He, mean, he's, not, he's, he's he's looking he's looking a little bit more mobile, but he's a little bit banged up again because he's now thirty five, kind of the way it was this past year. Just a just a a little bit more touchdowns, a little bit more mm. wins. Yeah, this is a tough one. Probably have to sleep on it. Tell you in the morning, okay. Right? That type of situation, <laughs> right? You know, right. The the Vance Joseph, Joseph, yeah. John Elway sleeping on it. Um, I would have to look at the contract. Uh, I got it right in front of me. You probably, you probably keep him, probably. And you know, eyes tell all, and and the contracts will tell you some something also. Uh, but I would say you 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 probably would keep him. But it, it, it and and look for your quarterback and try to find that next quarterback right wherever that may be in the draft or free agency or you know but you're probably you're you're looking for that next guy and um but I would I would think that you might if if that's the case you probably keep him you what pr- do you think I think you're spot on you probably keep him but you in a heavy-handed way address the secession plan whether it's your first-round pick, whether it's trading for another guy. And we're going to talk next week about what the backup position could look like here because I find that absolutely fascinating, to be totally honest with you. Um, you know, you look at an organization like uh, the Raiders are moving off Derek Carr. Derek Carr threw 24 touchdowns and 14 picks. So 10 more touchdowns and picks, but not quite a 2-1. to one. They're moving on. Sounds like he's actually heading to New Orleans. Sean Payton's old home. That's what it Good. sounds like. Good. Sounds like there's like a framework in place. Went, maybe. went in on a visit. Uh, went, but he's got to pass. I mean, he's got to a okay every trade. 
I wouldn't okay any trade if I was him. Why? Wouldn't okay any trade if you're Derek Carr? Yeah, why? Why would you? I think about that. Uh, to go to a, 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 a place that wants you. Okay, but so, but if you say no, what's going to happen in, 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 in Vegas? What are they going to do to you? What are they going to have to do? They're going to have to what? Cut you? Yeah. Here by the 14th, I think it's like four days. So it's not like in March. So they got to cut you in four days. Oh, then so, you can just pick your destination. Right. Without that destination giving up something for you. Yes. You're a smart guy. Exactly. So why would you A-OK a trade when you don't have to? You just sit back and say, man, y'all did me dirty. And, and plus, I don't like them. How They, they, they just did me wrong if I'm Derek Carr. Like, uh, Derek Carr's just like, this is my team. I love Vegas. I love the Raiders. This is where I want to play the rest of my career. You know, he signed team-friendly deals. He did. And then, like, with two weeks left, y'all don't even let me finish it out. Y'all just pull the rug from out and under me, and then you just say, you're done? Like, wait, what? That's di- Like, that would piss me off, and that's disrespectful to a guy that's been there that long and done as much as he's done for that organization. So, he's their all-time leading passer, yeah. to your point. So I would be like, ah, nope, not going. Nope, nope, cut me or pay me my money. So, And then um, that that's how I would operate. I wouldn't do them any favors. Right, why you play nice after all that? Right. Um, okay. If Russell wasn't here, the Broncos would probably in, we'd be having these conversations. Is Derek Carr going to be the next bridge quarterback here in Denver? Those those conversations would be happening. Um, yes. Here's a little bit more from Sean Payton out at the Super Bowl talking to Keyshawn J. Will and Max Kellerman. Talking about last year, Russ was not the only stinking problem. Well, look, when you have a 5-12 season, there, there's dirt on a lot of hands. So certainly the quarterback and the head coach draw the most. Those are the most visible guys. Those are the two people in leadership roles. But man, if, you, if you look at everyone's fingernails, there's a lot of dirt on them. And so what I mean by that is they're shared things that they didn't do well organizationally. And so, you know, they didn't play well enough up front in the offensive line. They hung in there defensively. I mean, they... When you look at this team, they played pretty good defense considering their offense wasn't on the field like you'd want. Uh, they, they didn't run the ball like you'd want. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's – yeah, it's not all on Russ. We know that. Offensive line was awful. Running game was awful. Um, the – when you look at the playmakers on the outside, just not good enough. You know, Jerry got hot at the end, but, you know, I mean, who who, who was – do we have a tight end that was just balling? No, no. I mean, Dolch was was came a couple was a games, nice little, couple you know, games, nice little uh, spark there for a little yeah. bit. Uh, do we we got a- some tight end production. It felt bigger because right. it was starting from a baseline of absolutely nothing. Yes, no slot receiver. You know, and and Cortland has to be better. So it was like you look offensively, and it's 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 everywhere. It's, bad, it's yeah. not just uh, Russell, but Russell has to uplift everybody else. He has to make them better, and he just he didn't do that part. No, and that's you know you, you don't pay a quarterback uh, the money that we're paying Russ to just be one of the guys, right? He's got to be an uplifter, and but the other guys they they have to be better now. We we know that and realize that that it's it's offensively. I mean, it needs a lot of retooling. A lot of retooling is right, and we're going to be talking about that retooling throughout the offseason. Uh, happy Friday to you guys. It's Super Bowl weekend. Uh, hopefully you uh, spend some time uh, with uh, some people that you love and uh, enjoy the game. We've got your chance to win. How about this? 500 
$1,500 cash in the Superbook Sports Big Game Challenge. Head to denversports.com slash challenge and make your predictions for Philly and KC before Sunday's game. And just like that, you're entered to win. It doesn't cost anything. That's denversports.com slash challenge to get involved, courtesy of our friends at Superbook Sports. Let's play some trivia, Super Bowl trivia for a fourth straight day. It has been a blast uh, here uh, the last three days, and we continue on testing Mr. Stokely next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Trivia time. I'm ready. I'm ready. I heard today was difficult, though. There's, there's Kisner That's and the word. Drew, uh, which has me nervous. You know, I think a part of the reason we may have come to this point because a lot of the, like, not to say lower-hanging fruit, but quarterback questions, it's like, you know, kind of get through it. Who won the most Super Bowls? Who's lost the most Super Bowls? Like, then you kind of reach this other layer of, okay, peel the onion back. Here we go. All right. I'm ready. What former Hall of Famer and Alabama product became the first left-handed quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, leading the Raiders to a title back in Super Bowl Eleven? The Snake. Kenny Stabler? You're on it. All right. You're on it. Stabler. It's good. Did you guys get that? You, oh, they did? Okay. Okay. They've been seeing that. They know the questions. They Google stuff. I'm sure, and I, I, I'm not trust. I'm not. I'm not really trusting. Them, <laughs> okay, but okay. they're doing it. Like I have no nothing in no, front of me. No Super Bowl. I don't even no. know who who played in Super Bowl Thirty or anything like that. No, I'm just going off of just raw, real brain power. This is why we can do this. That's right. Question number two. Purdue is tied with Alabama for producing the most Super Bowl winning quarterbacks with three. Okay. These are quarterbacks from Purdue that have won Super Bowls. Drew Brees is one. Yep. Len Dawson is two. Mm-hmm. Who's the third? Brian Greasy. No, not Brian Greasy. His dad. Yes. Uh, his dad, Mr. Greasy. Uh, <laughs> what's the first name of Mr. Greasy? Golly! Why can't I think of Brian's dad's name. Um, oh my God, Mr. Greasy. That's what I call him. <laughs> We're actually giving you credit for okay, this. Thank it's you, Bob Greasy. Bob, Bob Greasy. Come on. Yes, yes. Oh, see, I, w- I would, because when you were saying, it, I was starting to think about who the quarterbacks were, and I was like, okay, Greasy's one of them. Um, Mr. Greasy's one of them, mm-hmm. and then it's like Drew Brees. But the other one, I wouldn't have gotten. You okay, said so Len I Dawson. actually gave you Len Dawson. Yes. That was the one that you would have struggled that's, with. Yep, that's that's the one I would not have gotten. The other, uh, the other three from um, Alabama, they're the other school to produce uh, three of them. We just went over one of them was Ken Stabler, right? Another is Joe Namath, Willie Joe. Who's the third? Broadway Joe. Um, the third from Alabama. Wow, this is uh, tough. 
Um, yeah, just not off the top of my head. Bart Starr. Bart Starr, okay. Bart Starr, the originator, the wow. OG. Wow, all right. Question number three. You're off to a good start. Thank you. Two Thank for two. You. Thank you. Feeling good, feeling good. Long way to go, though. Just going to keep my head down. Just going to, just working and just going to stay humble and move on to the next question. Yeah, that's who you are. That's my philosophy. In Super Bowl 37, when Tampa Bay stomped the Raiders, what Bucks defender was named Super Bowl MVP? I was thinking about that yesterday, Zach, because we talked about they had the most um, interceptions in the game or whatever. It was. Five interceptions Five. off Rich Gannon. Three of them were taken to the crib. And I can see the guy, and his last name starts with an S. Is that correct or not? No. No? Okay. I must be thinking about something else. Okay. Who is it? Dexter Jackson. Dexter Jackson. Okay. Was not thinking about Who Dexter Jackson. Who got that Jackson. back there? No? Okay. Question number four. Which of... This is multiple choice. Which of the following... I like multiple choice. That's typically me too. Typically me too. Because I know the right answer somewhere there. I don't have right. to organically come up with it. That's right. Unless it's one of those none of the aboves. Yeah. Which is tricky and deceiving. But you still have one answer that's correct out yes. of the five. True. You know, or four. Yes. You got 25%, 20%. I mean, so yep. you have an opportunity where is fill in the blank. If you don't know, you, you, you got don't no know. chance. Right. Which of the following coaches won a third Super Bowl? So I'm going to give you four names. Okay. Everyone on the list has won two. One of these has won three. Oh. Which coach is it? Is it? Jimmy Johnson, Joe Gibbs, Don Shula, or Vince Lombardi? Which of the following coaches won a third Super Bowl? Jimmy Johnson. I say no to that one because I think uh, Barry Switzer won um, the the other one there in Dallas. Joe Gibbs. Don Shula or Vince Lombardi? Which one won three titles? Yeah, I don't think Don Shula won three. And then you said Vince Lombardi. I'm going Joe Gibbs with the Red Redskins slash Commanders. You are correct. Okay. Joe Gibbs, 83, 88, 92. Question number five. Who is the only player? Oh, this is crazy. There's resumes and then there's this. Who is the only player ever to win a Heisman Trophy, a college national championship, an NFL regular season MVP, a Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl MVP? Oh, my gosh. Wait, an NFL? Heisman Trophy winner, the only player ever to win a Heisman, to win the national championship in college, to win a regular season NFL MVP, to win a Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl MVP. There is only one. Wow. That's uh, just unbelievable. It is. Um, Got to be a, a quarterback. Um, it is not. It is not a quarterback. Nope. There's your See, hint. At first, when when you started going down this road, I was like, Desmond Howard. He won a because Heisman won Michigan. the Heisman, and he won uh, Super Bowl MVP with yeah, the Packers. Right. Um, Taking that, the, the, the kickoff to the house. Yes. And so that's that's kind of where my mind went. But then you said a few things that I didn't think he um, qualified for. Uh, like a regular season MVP. Yeah, regular season MVP. Which, what position would you a think? running back. Yep. It's got to be a running back then if it's not a quarterback. You are correct. Um, 
Shoot. Uh, wow. That's um, that's that's quite the uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for some resume. reason, holy for, cow! And for some reason, I don't think we hear this guy's name enough when we talk about the pantheon of great all-time players. Wow! Uh, uh, <sighs> I'll give you another hint. Okay. USC product. USC product. OJ. Marcus oh. Allen. Marcus Allen. Marcus Stinkin' Allen. Mm, that was bad by me. Um, wow. He doesn't get what? talked about enough, does no. he? No, he doesn't. Not, not with, I didn't realize that. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Dude, that's as good Legendary. as it gets. It's as good as it gets. It's a, it's a flawless resume. Unbelievable. What didn't you do? Right. Like, he's, wow. At but, college and the NFL. Right. Crazy. Impressive. Unbelievable. Wow. All right, final question. Okay. Need to finish strong. What running back... From the 1990s is the only running back ever. Look at Kissner's smile on his face. Just like like you just saw a bucket of chicken chicken fingers. (laughs) Extra crispy. (laughs) Extra crispy. What running back from the 1990s is the only running back to ever score three rushing touchdowns in a single Super Bowl? Just to be clear. Three rushing touchdowns. We talked about James White yesterday. Right. A couple of them were receiving. Right. There, there's only one running back ever to actually punch three touchdowns in in a Super Bowl game all on the ground. <sighs> Roger Craig? See 1990s? No, probably 80s. Mm-hmm. It's a mulligan. I, hey, um, Thurman Thomas. It's a good guess. Terrell Davis. Hmm. There's and a- then you're going to give me a Bronco guy to get wrong. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no. I'm trying to yeah. purposely yeah, set you up. Yeah, you are. 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 Bad guy. Bad guy. What I'm going to give him this one to get wrong. Bronco's country going to be yelling at him in his car, and now they're going to hate him. Bad guy. You did that on purpose. I did That's what you wanted to do. I know it. I know it. You know it, and I know it. Bad guy. Yes. <laughs> Stoke, we even talked to Nate Jackson about it before the show. I know we did. That's why I said Roger Craig, Chicken Fingers, because that's the only one I remembered. What is Roger Craig best known for, statistically? Ah, ah my brain is fried right now. You, it looks like your brain is fried. Over under last night, 12.01 a.m. Um, no, it was actually an early night. Okay. Started early. Okay. And ended early. <laughs> started early and ended early. It did. It was started. Had a couple uh, good listeners, too. Give them a shout-out where it started over at La Loma. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. Love La Loma. Yeah. Uh, so, and they were there, and um, so uh, a couple nice guys there. So, awesome. shout-out shout out to them. All right. They sound like great guys. Yeah, they were. Really nice. Uh, I, don't, I didn't get their names. I, but, I, I'm gathering that. Yeah. Shout out also my guy Mike at Super Cleaners off Arapahoe. Dropped my suit off uh-huh. to him and everything like that. And he's got the drive on in the background. Oh. Kind of going through it. It's like, here's Zach. I listen, listen to you guys every single day at um, the dry cleaners. So shout out uh, my guy uh, Mike there, Super Cleaners off uh, Arapahoe. Okay. Um, good job with trivia. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, seriously, on the whole. I mean, outside of knowing all-time great Denver Broncos right. stuff, uh, really good. Really good. 
right. We have a list. We wanted to do this yesterday. (laughs) We wanted to do this yesterday. We didn't get to it. But we have a list of 10 unrestricted free agents for the Broncos. Who's staying? Who's going? We'll handicap it next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. We have a list of 10 unrestricted free agents for the Broncos. Who's staying? Who's going? And uh, maybe we can sort of ha- handicap this, maybe like throw a like probability on it. Um, I'm taking the uh, initial list here uh, just to, for transparency from uh, Nick Cosmider of The Athletic, I believe is the one that puts this together. One of our producers grabbed it. Um, ten names, ten Broncos, who's staying, who's going. I think the most relevant name this offseason, and maybe we can talk uh, more specifically about him next week, uh, but Draymond Jones is a big one, Stoke. Yeah, I think he's staying. I think they figure out a way to get it done, uh, whether it be a franchise tag for the one year and try to get a long-term deal done then, or they come to agreement on a long-term contract. I think he's staying. What do you think? I think they're going to franchise tag him. Okay. His, His tone throughout this has not been great. Like his tone when he talks about the Broncos, it's like he's not he's he's looking to. I mean, you remember him, you know, being asked like, "Do you want to be here?" And he's like, "I'm here right now." Right during the like, season. Dang. Okay. Um, you know, he's, he was probably upset that he, he felt like um, he should have something done. Maybe the Broncos should have been more aggressive during the season to signing him. And uh, when you look at what they did the year before and signing Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton to extensions. Like, as a player, you want to get extended during the season. You want to take some of that risk off your plate, and you want to know where you're going to be, you know, for the next four or five years, right? And uh, so it can be frustrating if you don't get uh, the an offer or you, if you don't get the offer you're looking for. Sure. So I can um, relate to him there and, and understand maybe why he was feeling the way he was feeling towards the Broncos at that time. Okay. I don't know what he put out on social media that people are reacting to, but he tweeted yesterday, Denver Bronco fam, I love the love and critiques that I've been getting these past few days. It keeps me humble, LOL. In all caps, he writes, I want to be a Bronco for as long as possible. My social medias are for entertainment. There are no cryptic messages behind what I do on my socials. Hope this helps. Yeah, I didn't know what he was. I don't know what he's talking about. Neither. Maybe he deleted something, but I couldn't see anything that was like okay. obvious that would love to like piss Broncos country off. Um, but he's aware of some level of criticism to to, to put out sort of like a statement. Um, okay, Dalton Reisner, what's his future in Denver? I think it's done. I think it's done. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really have a. a a strong reason why I just think the writing's on the wall, and it might be best for both parties to kind of turn the page and 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 move on here. Uh, obviously, a good player, been here, second round pick, and started pretty much since day one. 
got a little banged up. The was it the last couple of years? I, I know yeah. towards the end of this yes. year, banged yes. up. Uh, so it hasn't been ideal with the changing of the offenses. It seems like every year, and you know, he's like, I'm, I've lost weight this year. This yeah. training camp because he wanted to be more mobile yep. and be able to run and 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 run that style of an offense. So I just think it's probably um, it's run its course. Interesting stat uh, from Kistner. They just sent me Draymond Jones, just circling back to Draymond real quick, had five and a half sacks before the Bradley Chubb trade, just one after. Okay. And he did miss some time, I believe, uh, down, the, down the stretch, so that's part of it, but um, part of the context there. What do you think about Reisner? I think he's gone. Okay. And, 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 and I'll, I'll base it off uh, the tone from Reisner himself the last time he spoke publicly. He kind of like, without saying it, was like, me and my family are ready for the next opportunity. So maybe there's something that is done at the you know right. down the stretch of of this uh, uh, window, but as of right now, I agree with you. What about Alex Singleton? Back, bring him back uh, here. I, he was awesome, awesome. All he does is make tackles, which you like from your linebacker, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember how many tackles he had this year? Three hundred and ninety. Not quite. 163. Uh, uh, Seemed like it was a 163. Every game. He had two different games where he had 20 tackles. That is is remarkable. Uh, It's one of the all-time single-season tackle marks in the history of the Denver Broncos. What about uh, Cam Fleming? Uh, Whatever. I I mean, no, no clue. Probably gone. Probably so. Kareem Jackson. I think he's gone. It's, uh, he's getting a little bit older. You're, you're, you're going to look at some of these younger safeties and, you know, Caden Stearns and company and see if, if um, you know, you can find the next Kareem Jackson. Yep. Uh, 34 years old this past year uh, is turning, I believe, 35 in about two months. Uh, who else? Latavius Murray. That's an interesting one. I think he's here. He has a previous relationship with Sean Payton, and Sean Payton was referencing Latavius texting him about uh, Russ or getting the job. And um, so you always want guys around you as a new coach that have been with you before that know your offense, know your style, and guys that you like, you know, to be good leaders in the locker room. So uh, if if Latavius is that guy in the locker room, I expect him to be around. As do I. By the way, Latavius was also really good this year for the Broncos. He was great. Four and a half yards per carry, over 700 yards. That was twice as much as the next leading rusher, who was he who shall not be named. There you go. There you go. What about, because <laughs> I'm not doing it today on a Friday. Well, My voice can't take it. <laughs> you see him at the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, doing do, interviews. <laughs> he's doing a lot of interviews. Um, I'll give you four in a row. Deshaun, uh, uh, Deshaun Williams. Uh, on the defensive line, Eric Saubert, the tight end, Billy Turner, uh, the uh, old coach's uh, best friend, uh, the right tackle, and Eric Tomlinson, another tight end. Who's most likely back of those guys, and does it matter? Yeah, I think they're all gone. Um, maybe Deshaun Williams is back. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I think probably all gone with Deshaun Williams being my top guy to be uh, back. What do you think? Oh. <sighs> I think uh, you'll bring back, yeah, I guess Deshaun Williams might be the most obvious answer, but I, I again, I, I don't know if it matters. Not, not None of these guys really move the needle. Yeah, maybe Eric Saubert. Seemed like they liked him. Saubert. Uh Him and Russ had a good connection there. 
but love Sabi. Okay, time time to upgrade the tight end position around Greg Dolchitz this year. Uh, so we'll we'll see what it looks like uh, if they bring back Salbert or Tomlinson. But I, I would think that we'll we'll have a lot of new faces there in that room. And and this might be the draft to upgrade the tight end position, and it is being talked about as the deepest tight end class in recent memory. So uh, that works out for the Broncos, who don't have some of those top tier picks. Okay, what the heck happened last night in the state of Florida? Huh. That's next.